Hello and Happy New Year and welcome back to, God, what's it called, this podcast, I forgot. How to stay married, dot, 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 so far. How to stay married, bracket, so oh, far. Oh, bracket, so far. Oh, you see a bracket and a dot, dot, dot. Yeah, but there isn't enough time in modern life for a dot, dot, dot. I think a dot, dot, dot is better because you're going, da, 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 so it's not brackets, no. I didn't realise it was brackets. So far as an afterthought. No, oh, no, no. We are going to do holiday horn. Oh, holiday horn. You wouldn't believe it. This is the time of year that a lot of people do start to book their holidays. I thought you were going to say have sex. Get the um, horn. For years ago, I used to do a show called Passport to the Sun. And I wish it, when I remember when I was first doing it, I said, why is it going out in January? Well, that's, that's why like, we're putting Lisbon out in a minute. Yeah, no, but I learned, I learned over the years, because A, people love to look at gorgeous hot places in January, but also it's because people start to book their holidays. You're saying this like you're the arbiter are, of some new facts. We are so last minute people, we would never think of booking a holiday in January, but people are thinking All now. the holiday adverts have always landed straight after Christmas. Mm. Always. Well, anyway, this is the time. Better, people better get themselves together and have a little rethink. But how does that, so you're talking about the holiday aspect. Obviously, I'm drawn to the horny aspect. Exactly. So holiday horn. So are people drawn to sex though? That's the thing. I don't know if they are necessarily after Christmas, are they? Into the new yeah. So that's what I was about to say when you interrupted me. That if, you are thinking, if you are thinking of booking your holiday at the moment, have another little think because maybe you're just in a rut and you're just going to go for your normal thing. But holiday horn is the future. It was certainly um, it was certainly trend forecasters at Booking.com cited pleasure pilgrimages. Pleasure was a key theme for 2023 and it is ratcheting up right over 24 and in about seven years roughly seven years many hotels will have three person um, no yeah thruples thruples it's it's going to become a big thing in the future why um the predictions are romance will encompass a more expansive view of sex with polyamory becoming mainstream. But we've got seven years to wait for that. The seven-year itch. Well, everyone will be itching Apparently, for the Apparently, you've got to reasons. think hotel rooms with three beds right. and polymoon packages. Polymoon packages? What the hell is a polymoon package? Well, when there's more of two than two of you. Oh, I see. What, as in a package deal? Yeah. My three of God. you get a bit of a deal. So those will be alongside like honeymoon packages. Right. Honeymoon packages. Well, this this feels like there should be something else. There shouldn't be passport to the sun. There should be something like in the, not even eating in the sun. There should just be I don't know. Eating just in the sun, but eating what? Fucking in the sun. Oh Mark. What? Oh, it's as simple as but, that's but what it's we about. Can, we can expect. Wait for this. Um, we can expect to find CBD lube on bedside tables. Right. Breathwork exercises at the breakfast buffet. Breathwork exercise. What does that mean? Well, you, when you get in touch with your breath and you're breathing right down to your vulva and stuff, I suppose it, like we're sending extra oxygen and blood to your sexual parts. And does that work the same for men? Is it like <laughs> yeah, inflating yeah, a penis? Well. Yeah. Is it like you breathe in and you inflate? Yeah. So this is going to happen at the breakfast buffet, apparently. Right. Okay. Um, and nude buffet. That's something that kind of doesn't. Well, we're not on nude yet. We're just on polymoon. We're going to get to nude. Right. Uh, so these uh, and sensory hotel suites that offer guided erotic play journeys via oral and augmented reality stimulation. You mean oral as in hearing? Yes, because it's spelled with an AU. Mm. Do you know there are some hotels where they have peepholes? 
Well, of course they are, but those are smutty ones. No. I'm talking about this becoming no, mainstream. This is this is in the article somewhere. You must have missed it. There are some hotels where you can elect to have, oh, rather yes. than a connecting room, you can have a room that, well, is connecting, but is only connecting with a people. Well, apparently after the um, pandemic, people's desire was more for closeness and right. intimacy and an escape, hmm. right? But now the emphasis is, and we've experienced this, we looked for the sexiest hotel in London and our couple does, didn't we? What bad. did we find? Not a lot. God, I think it was the dirty. most unsexy place I've ever been. Well, it wasn't dirty. No, no, it wasn't it was... dirty, but it wasn't, it was, but it was shabby. I love this. A growing crop of forward-thinking, culturally attuned hotels are making a more concerted effort to be more sexually open. I'm terrified. By what? By all of this. Why? Why are well, you terrified? Well, because now, even a weekend away, we're going to have pressure that we've got to be sexier, hotter, we've got to bring somebody else with us, we've got to bloody breathe into our vulvas over breakfast. Well, you've brought the breathing into your vulva thing. So, I mean, so is there... So what are we talking Apparently about here? it's going to be a lot cooler. Are we so talking this about... is the future. This is in seven years' time. Expect this. Right. Hotels are going to be cooked. Because at the moment, a sexy hotel is usually a little bit naff. But it's going to become incredibly cool. Right. Which scares the shit out of me as well. But there, are, there, there, seem, there seem to be two different things here. There's, there's lots of people in sort of monogamous, you know, straight gay, whatever, sort of, you know, but one-on-one -on -one kind of relationships, like to go on holiday. We, I think we've done a whole, I think we did a How to Stay Married about it. Holiday sex, having sex on holiday, the whole yeah. idea of, you know, the expectation, the pressure, the thought, what are the most conducive in, uh, circumstances for it. But this strikes me that this is about something different. This is this about is the this is about the arousal that can be created by going to places that are totally geared for this. Totally geared. So you know what you're going for. Right. Right, so at Soho House already stops high-end lubes in its minibars. So it's going to become it's going to become high-class sex in hotels. Right. Well, Julia's Castle Elvira, which is a very fancy hotel, hosts nude life-drawing classes. Well, I mean... It's going to get you going. Would that get you going? No, I don't think it would get me what, going. What if I was lying nude on a, on a couch and you were having to draw me all day? Well, no, I think they're talking about groups of people drawing people aren't they ah well that's what i'm going to move into next because you're, you're trotting through an awful lot here without passing comment well because i have passed comment i think that that's i think there is definitely space for sex a bit more sex in hotels right but what i worry about here the way it's sounding is going to be like a really competitive thing i don't know if i want really the encouragement of polyamorous no. But then that makes me feel really old fogey because you know we are old fogies just having sex with each other, don't you? What do you mean? Well, it's not very forward thinking. In what way? Because more young people are having sex with multiple people rather than just each other. Oh. So what should we do? Well, we could do... I'm going to call her Laura. <laughs> going to call her Laura? We could do. Where is this article from, Mark? We ought to give them credit. Women, women's Health, I Women's think. Health. So let me set the scene. Okay. Oh. That was a post. <laughs> that wasn't my knickers dropping off. This is from Women's Health. Like, by day, right, I'm going to take you on a little journey. Okay. By day, the resort looks like any other harbour in the south of France. So, yeah, wandering around, sounds lovely. If you can get past the fact that no one has any clothes on. Really put yourself there. Don't answer in the way that you think you should or the way that you think you should for me. Really put yourself in there because... And you. 
Well, no, I'm just saying, how would you feel? Me and you are there, right? And there's people walking up and down the harbour naked. I feel very, very self-conscious and awkward. Right. What would you be looking at? Well, without wishing to resurrect the shrunken penis situation, I'd be thinking... Don't you can't just... This is your problem. You bring in a line like that that's from another channel. Go and check it out. Nobody will know what you're talking about. Go and check it out. Have said where that happened? Just go across the channel. You might find it. Um, Well, I mean, we almost... This almost (coughs) happened to us in Ibiza. That costs a lot, doesn't it? It almost happened in Ibiza, didn't it? Where we went to a place which was meant to be a new... I, I just... I don't find it titillating and I don't find it exciting. I just right, I just end up looking at them sort of thinking, whoa, all right, why? All right, so the next, ne- next bit then. But by night, the promenade, once packed with holidaymakers, becomes a sexually motivated catwalk. Right. There's a woman, create the image in your head. Close your eyes. Do I have Close to? Close your eyes. Close right. your eyes. There's a woman in crotchless PVC pants. Right. And little else. A man. What is she doing? Hang on. A man. What is she doing? She's fucking standing there. Close your eyes and go to what I'm reading you. There's a woman. Yes. Yes, we've got that. PVC pants. PVC isn't a great excitement to me. Mark, can you let me finish the whole thing? Yes, just say it. My God, I'm never taking you on a holiday, Horn. You get, excuse me, can I just ask a question? Shut the fuck up. Right. There's a woman. Mm-hmm. Yes. In a crotchless, don't say a word. I will finish this sentence. PVC pants and little else. Little else. A man led along by a harness attached to his scrotum. Oh, now I'm out. I'm out. And Laura, asterisk, that's not her real name, a 42-year-old business analyst dressed in a modest midi dress and willing her Aperol spritz to arrive. <laughs> it's her first night at Cap d'Azage, a swingers and naturist resort where clothes and monogamy are optional. Now, this is interesting. Right. Because whenever I've read about this place or whenever we've talked about everybody has to be stalkers. Mm. Right? And that is intimidating. Yes. Okay. So the article goes on and basically this young woman booked this holiday because her and her boyfriend were in a real drought mm. sexually. Mm. Right? So without too much thought, she booked this holiday hoping it would be a bit of a life support yeah. to their to their um, to their um, sex, sex life. life. And lo and behold, it was. Mm. She said she never felt so sexy. She never felt so gorgeous. They chose not to swap. Basically, she said it was all hot tubs, red velvet, leather beds. so predictable. She said, yes, it was a bit cliche. But she said it was like being in a permanent fantasy. Now, sexual fantasies, I've just remembered, are daughter's boyfriend. <laughs> you need to go and shut the door. I think you need to shut the door. I meant to say earlier, actually, as I was making a coffee. Maybe go and shut the door. Oh, I think it would be wise. Yeah. Uh. No. See, for me, forget crotchless knickers. It's socks like those. It's funny because the last time yeah, I did I like a sexy podcast, no, apparently he phoned a dog like... and said your parents are talking. He couldn't get out. He couldn't get out the other door fast enough. Bless him. <laughs> right. Um, 
So, but aren't sexual all fantasy. sexual fantasies a little bit cliched? Yes. So basically, she said, being in a constant fantasy, being desired. So they felt like a, they felt gorgeous again because everybody was like more open to sex, mm. and I suppose they were looking at them. And so you know, the immediate response of most people, especially of our age and people that were married, go, oh my god, that's totally disgusting. Mm. Oh my god, can you absolutely? Could you absolutely? And that's my response, especially being off the telly, because I think people might do a bit of, and I know you, so that would feel even more awkward. But maybe we just do shut down all these ideas too quickly. Well, a number of thoughts about everything that you've just talked about. I do think a lot of this stuff sounds horrendously cliched, and I think we've had our own experiences of sex boxes, like in that rest in that hotel that we in, in the end didn't even open because we were too scared about yeah. how much it was going to cost. You know, you go, you look at we had the advent calendar. You go to Anne Summers. You look at Santa. You know, the, all the kind of quintessential cliche <laughs> Santa, Santa outfits. Oh, right. you know, no, 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 no. You know, I mean, they they literally gear all this stuff up to certain times of the year. You know, bunny ears and all that and kind of cliches. stuff. And they're cliches. But are they sexy? The question I think that should, should be asked is not whether they're sexy. Of course they are, because that's all that's trotted out. They give a little frisson. The idea is that it gives you, you know, I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey wouldn't have been such a success, even yeah. though it was a pile of shit. Everyone's looking for Everyone's looking TV for, drama. and I think everyone's looking to nibble at the edges of sauciness and adventure and experimentation. But I think... You either fall into one of two categories. You either want to do a sort of experimentation that's, that's, that's adventurous but safe, fundamentally safe, or you want to do something that's adventurous and genuinely uh, on the edge. And I think that's where this comes into it. I think this is where, I think, where this could take off is where, um, as you just said, you know, the couple went, they didn't have to engage in it, they didn't have to do it. If there were choices involved, mm. I could understand how, if you've, especially if you've hit a rut in your relationship. I mean, I genuinely think that, you know, in a lot of unfortunate situations in relationships, when the sex goes kind of pear-shaped or is no longer there or becomes absent, not surprisingly, I think, you know, men and women in relationships will have affairs or have sex with people simply because they want that physical connection, physical intimacy. They want to feel attractive again. And I think the danger in all relationships is you end up not feeling attractive. I think the problem with it um, is, from what you're saying, you know, they felt more attractive because people were what looking at them and so that they... I think what it was was that just being in an environment where sexiness was the focus. Mm, mm. I think what can go wrong for anybody like in a long-term relationship, because even when you're in the first throes of a relationship, sex is the focus, isn't mm, it? Mm, it, it, mm. it, it, if, it? If it's a good first beginning of a relationship, yeah, yeah. sex is the focus. And then of course life comes in. Yeah. And then the more the life comes in, the less focus there is on it. And then the less focus there is, the more people internalize and pull away and become more embarrassed and mm. more like, so I suppose, what what am I saying? I suppose the thing is we just cut these things out as totally disgusting and we could never do it. But what could be taken from that exactly. without actually exactly. going to these places I mean, I don't to make it more of a focus? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would feel... I mean, I'd be curious to know what you'd feel. How would you feel if lying on a sun lounge I was lying there and someone was looking at me and and would would you like someone else looking at me like that I don't it's not about ownership it's not about 
if that was to make you feel sexier or me feel sexier, I would begin to, I, I, I would struggle with questions of, are we right for each other? Are we needing something more than just each other? I mean, obviously- I think, I think that you've just hit on something now. I think that everybody is so, pet so many people are so petrified mm. that <clears throat> any external anything cracks up the relationship. Mm. Mm. And I suppose this, these, this new, this generation that's coming in and, you know, looking mm. forward that there isn't so much fear because there isn't so much obsession about there being, just you know, one. just a monogamous relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think there's somewhere in between all of that where it doesn't have to be you're either in a monogamous relationship or you're fine with everything. So it's about were... being in a monogamous relationship and not fearing that every... Like, if somebody if somebody would say to me about you, oh, I've, I, I, oh, I really fancy him, or I find him really attractive, I wouldn't see that as a threat to me or our relationship. I would say, well, yeah, I wouldn't... I would, I would. But if someone sat over there finding me really attractive made me want to have sex with you, would that make you feel a bit weird? If somebody were... were over there. there was kind of looking... <laughs> so someone sat over right, there... Was I'm at a bus stop. It was looking at me, it was looking at you in a certain way, and then it made us want to have sex. Wouldn't that make you feel like there'd been some... Has a boundary of some form been crossed there? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'd want somebody literally sitting in there the going, I want sex with him. But I think what they're talking about is there is an atmosphere mm. where sex is permissible. Because and for those of you who still, want to reach beyond that towards polyamory, you can. Or, or and if you don't reach want to, more to your own partner, because I don't, yes. I, I, I think take yeah, the polyamorous yeah, 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 out yeah, yeah, of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and within a monogamous relationship, yeah. I think fear of of everything is actually what closes people down sexually. Fear of being vulnerable, fear of being laughed at, fear of um, not being enough. All of, and there's, and of course, we're all brought up to think of sex as something shameful and mm, hidden mm. and secret. And that's why so many other cultures will look at us and, as Brits and think we're all mad. What's mm. wrong with us? What's wrong with being naked? What's wrong with swinging See, I, 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 from the chandelier? And we are very repressed. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I, I mean, I'm a big fan and a believer in adventure. And I think it's all right to be adventurous, to be saucy, to have role play, to wear stuff, to, you know, as long as you're not doing anything against anyone else's desires or wills and I think we've often talked about this when it comes to polyamory and uh, wife swapping and all that kind of stuff it's the idea of how can you really honestly distinguish between you know the person who wants it more than the other person and to what extent is one other person mm. going with what the other person wants so for example for me I know for a fact I would not want to have sex with someone else and I know that I would not want you to have sex with someone else but that doesn't mean that in one's adventurous kind of, you know, I don't know, kind of sweet nothings or whatever, that you don't toy with all sorts of kind of stupid ideas or fantasies in your in your sort of mind or whatever. But that, again, that is a thought, going back to Ricky Gervais's idea that a thought, you know, you are not doesn't your thought, mean, yeah. doesn't mean you want to do it. And just because you have the thought doesn't mean you have, you know, I mean, there, there are some people though who go, if you think it, you've been unfaithful. If you think about having sex with someone else, it's like, I don't think, I genuinely don't think about having sex with someone else because I'm, I feel Good. attracted to you. And I, but if I knew that you did, I would feel really hurt. So, the, and the reason I'm saying this is then going to somewhere like this, how troublesome would that be for me that maybe what was making you excited and more sort of, I don't know, adventurous is the thought of other people. And, and then I get into a place of kind of going, oh God, it's not just me. you just summed up exactly 
the the difference between our generation, I think. Well, not our generation. I shouldn't say there's plenty of people of yeah, our generation yeah. that are totally free. But that is the nub of it, isn't mm. it? Well, it's it. like, oh, the nub <laughs> of it. That is the nub of it. That's why we will always go, oh, God, no. Because it's it's uncharted waters. It's like dicing with death. It's swimming with the sharks. It's like, why would people take all those risks mm. of being in an atmosphere where sex isn't shameful and sex is okay and there is no... I mean, for me, just the very thought of it makes me feel physically sick, being around people that are, like, totally fine with having sex and da da but I, But I am interested in why that is. Why? Where does that come from? Mm. Where does the shame come in? Because mm. it is about shame. It's mm. about... You know about if you behave, if you think or behave outside these parameters, mm. then there is something wrong with you. But I think it's also simple. I think there are a number of other cultural fit factors here as well. I remember as the pandemic happened, this happened after World War One because of the, and, the, and the Great Depression. You know, you had the Roaring Twenties, you had promiscuity, you had drugs, you had the high life. You know, it's a it's a bungee jump kind of response to repression. Uh, you know, abstemiousness, austerity and conflict. And you could argue that maybe the ping back towards all of this is because of the pandemic and well, austerity that's, that's the and, and all that kind of stuff. So I've always thought, I always genuinely, I remember saying actually way back in uh, lockdown, one of, our, one of our lives, I said, you wait, when we get out of this, everyone's going to be going shag, shagtastic. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or it's going to be shagathons and all, all sorts of things. I mean, the other thing about this, which I think is a really important thing to add, I think it's really hard for me to even comprehend, to so say, I mean, I, I, you know, as I understand it, there are sort of various kind of places that you can, can go to. You were saying earlier that Mr. and Mrs. Smith was founded on this principle of slightly kind of the frisson of certain kind of saucy uh, hotels. And you took me to that hotel in London over Christmas, you know, with the idea that I did, I kind of wanted a source. I'm one of your classic kind of... Um, afraid saucy advocates that I love it all but I only a I only want it with you but b I also really want it to be a sort of safe sauciness so it is kind of like yeah. a lot of our content which because is end of the peer kind of nonsense mm. and what have you but I do find it titillating and I do find it fun and I think you're right I think for a younger generation where let's face it there's fluidity about gender there's fluidity in so many areas of life why would there not be a sort of releasing of the shackles of kind of monogamy in a younger generation. I mean, I don't know to what extent this is about that, because maybe, because I keep hearing there are so many people who are asexual and, and uh, you know, celibacy and stuff like that. I don't so, think there's any more than there ever was. It's just now that people aren't yeah, afraid to say it. Yeah, but I mean, like, so for example, if you were to go on a cruise where everyone is swinging, I think you would be presented with all sorts of problems. A, because you can't be anonymous. So there's, it's not as if you could ever engage in, in something like this. <laughs> I assume that you can't go to any of these, cause these, these things and and film, because otherwise you would completely blow, you know, I mean, most people would be doing this in an illicit fashion and probably wouldn't want their relatives or children or anyone else well, to Well, we say that, that but are people on. just not so, we assume. Maybe, but then well, the other problem... Because we're unawoken. But the other problem for me was, what was the drink that you said she went in there? The lack of alcohol. Now, if um, we weren't together and I was still drinking, you know, I think alcohol is an, in, is a, an inhibitor, you know, is a major part here. I could not imagine even being being able to entertain the thought of sitting with someone, a whole bunch of naked people, unless I thought that I was yeah. having a drink or some kind of... But that goes back to inhibitions, doesn't it? There are many people... Yeah, but most that, people will that go that with a drink. That just don't have the inhibitions. Yeah, but I bet they're drinking. But we immediately think, God, you're having a pocket paper 
morality, which is terrible. Yeah, no, I it's get it. It's so I get bad. It. No, I think it is. I, I do. We, we do, I think, judge people that aren't inhibited about sex as to mm. be weirdos or perverts, which is totally wrong and unfair. Mm. It's just that they're not restricted or prejudiced against themselves. Mm. And I wonder, are there people that have been brought up with no... Like, I, tra I talk to the girls very, very openly about... I whisper it. Um, because I don't want them to have any shame about it. There is nothing shameful about it. But would it. you encourage your children to have open relationships? You wouldn't encourage no. it, No, would I would you? never encourage them to have... I would never try and lead them by the nose to anything. I th what I try and do is say... My, my, the beating heart of everything that I say to them at the bottom of it is whatever makes somebody happy and that they, it's two people that want to do it and, you know, and feel safe, there is nothing I would judge. That's mm. what I say. Because mm. there isn't. I wouldn't judge it. You know, so, so one person's pleasure is another person's pain. And, you know, and, and we have to accept that as long as everybody's consenting. There's, there's nothing wrong that oh, I want to get into there. There is nothing wrong with anything. No, no, absolutely. So, would you find it saucy to be in a hotel where there were lots of people having sex around you? No. Would because it make like, you even feel when more... we've been in a hotel, do you remember last time we were away and we kind of heard somebody down the hall a bit? I know what you mean. And we were like, <laughs> it, was just yes. like it was the most. Un... The last two hotels I've been, I've just heard people banging away. Right. Just like well, banging away isn't pleasant for anyone, no, is it? No, but I mean, it, it's, it's, it's it's there a... was this woman, and she was just like it was like me and Kay were saying because me and Kay were in bed. Nothing. Well, was that happening. sounds strange. Explain. Well, we were sharing because we were doing this <laughs> women the next day. Me and Kay were in bed. Well, we were. No, no, no but it just, sounds. She's funny. lucky because she's deaf in one ear, so she had her other ear deaf. She didn't <laughs> hear it for ages, and I was lying there going, "I can't do this." So because, oral sex means something very different yeah, from Kate. Because it was like, I knew she was acting. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew right. it. And I was lying there dissecting it all. I was like, oh my God, somebody needs to tell her because maybe, maybe this is what she always does. And mm. like, what if this is like her first couple of dates? She's going to have to do this every time. That's how I went. I was literally a sex therapist in the room. There is no way I could be turned on by hearing somebody else having sex. No way. But turn... I don't like to think that anybody, if I'm in a hotel room, I don't want to even think that anybody but else is turned on by a good it. looking couple sat by the pool no. looking at you, finding you kind of, and no. looking at you in a sort of, no. It would okay. make me feel insecure. But I'm not a nubile 25 year old that gets off a bit on being wanted and desired by other people. So I don't know. I don't mm. know whether that's age related or. I don't think I was ever like that because I think I was too... I've always been a bit... Maybe maybe the word is overprotective of myself. You see, the overprotective. See, I think the... the, the I'm like a helicopter parent yeah, yeah, to yeah. myself. You see, one of the things I think is, you know, you get into these conversations and you're right. And I think with those kind of people, you ask questions of yourself. You think, well, am I too prudish? Am I, what, am I, what is my problem? And then another part of me kicks in and goes, well, actually, I know I'm quite open-minded and I'm comfortable with how open-minded I am about this. I don't have a problem with anyone else doing it. I, I don't even have a problem necessarily of, with being in a in a hotel, say, that's geared towards this kind of thing. As long as I'm not having to share a hotel room with them, or there's a peephole with someone looking at me, or and I've noticed a line in the article. Oh, you're having to breathe into your vulva. Breathing into your vulva. I don't mind breathing into your vulva. Sorry, I, oh. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. But this makes you sound like a balloon. You did mean it like that. <laughs> 
Um, but there's a moment which I've just seen here where someone says they lay in something which wet, which they didn't want to know what it oh. was. At that point, you're into oh. all sorts of stickiness yeah. that I can't can't bear the thought well, of. So I, if I was to mm. book you into, say, I'm looking here, Hedonism 2. If we were to do Hedonism 2 as a couple does, the world's most famous clothing optional resort has a prude side and a mm. nude side. Most guests hang out quite literally in a pack naked pool. We couldn't do it because you'd be we recognised. We rushed over the, the last bit there, which is most of the guests all together in a hot, a soup of the swimming pool naked. Are We'd they? be the prude side. We would. We'd be on the prudish side. Well, but would that not in its own way be quite nice? Exactly. I mean, like, I'm, I agree at that with what point, you said. It's like I want to be adventurous and then when I get to the edge of the cliff, I go, I really want... Okay. You know what? Let's go and watch let's Netflix and to, chill. Let's just go to the Orca again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> fucking hell, they dodgy out there as well. But, but I think the thing is, is like I, I am not in any way disappointed with myself. I don't want to be less prudish. I don't want to be this mm. under... But what I am interested in is like just thinking more about the first thoughts that I have when I hear about things like that. Or somebody was sat opposite me and said, oh yeah, we're going to, we're actually going off to a hotel mm. where we're all going to be naked and we're going to have sex. I'm going to be like, I don't want, if a friend of mine said that to me, I know, and I think I've said this in a previous podcast, that every single time I see them, I'm just going to be thinking of that. And would that turn you on? No, God, no, not in that it's a bit way. Odd that it, you keep thinking about it. No, no, but it would give me a, I would have a prejudice. I would have a, a judgment, not like, yeah, and it's like, where does that come from? Because there's fucking nothing wrong with it. Part of me wants to do a vlog now in one of these places. Just as, but no. I, don't, I don't think you yeah, could film that. There's someone else, I'm not going. What, that, that defeats the whole purpose, doesn't it? I mean, I don't want to be in a pool with a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, no, anyway. I mean, I think, well, finally on this, one of the things, I do think the reason it's it's a sidebar thing is for a reason. You could argue everyone's really conservative. I'm sure people within this world who are committed to it kind of go, yeah, but you see, you've been sold apart by the state and this is, this is, no, this I, is. I agree. Yeah, yeah, no, but, but. But it's like I always remember my mum saying about the hippies, you know, of the of the sixties. All this free love, all this free kind of, you know, hippie kind of go for it sort of stuff really suited men. And my, it's weird, having been brought up by a, a very hardline feminist, I can't help but feel at the back of all of this, the industry, the catering for it and everything, even women thinking they like it, this is terrible, I can't help but feel that, they, and of course there are lots to of women. To check on the power structure. To check on the yeah. power structure and to check on where the where the pressure's coming from. Because all I ever do read, not that I look into it often, but whenever you've seen, no, but when a polyamorous story comes up or a thruple story comes up and then you're taken off to this group says something about it, they do often say, and I think it's a really responsible thing to say, they say, be careful because you can find yourself getting into situations that really, really get emotionally complicated. Yeah. But don't if you, you can't think that's still tied up in the fact that so much about sex is secretive, so much about sex is, is, is shameful, and I think that makes people more vulnerable to the sort of person. So I think if you've been brought up where sex shouldn't be happen and you know you should be ashamed, I think you're more vulnerable to somebody manipulating you because you've not had those conversations, you've mm. not discovered your own desires and your own way of wanting to be, mm. and then and therefore I think you're more available to somebody that wants to manipulate you. Because nobody could have ever manipulated me 
into doing any of that no, stuff because I had no. a very strong sense yeah. of myself. Yes, I had embarrassment and shame around sex, but not to the point where, you know, I'd never been told it was dirty or no. I should be ashamed of it or it should be secret. It's just, no. You know, it's just the eight, 70s, 80s, you didn't talk yeah. about sex. I, you know what? I got an encouraging boost when I first met you, and I'm not going to go into the extreme details of it, but when we first had uh, an intimate sort of moment, um, there was someone else trying to muscle in on the event. I don't know if you I remember. Know. And I remember thinking after the whole kind of drunken fug of the of the night where someone else had literally so got in. Weird. You didn't know him. I didn't know him. He tried to get me I there. thought you knew him. No. You thought you knew me. I thought you knew him. And part of me was just thinking... just sat with us in this bar. Part of me was thinking, oh my God, this girl. And because I was a drinking lunatic, I was thinking, I'll go with whatever's happening here. But thank God you weren't part of that sort, sort of whole thing. Because that No, 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 no. But it was interesting because... He all the way back with his I know, I know. It's quite sinister when you think... I think you get rid of him in the end. We both... I think you said something. I said something quite sort of strident as we got into the lift. So about, I think it's time I need to say... Go. I think I pulled the director card. I've got to see her safely to her room or something like that. Um, and then I proceeded right. to pin you oh, in. Oh, all right. I... No, no, no. I didn't. <laughs> no, but... Um, but you're right. No, I think the thing that you said that I really like is... And what I would encourage people is to not be afraid of safely with your partner play, being playful and adventurous in talk in intimacy rather than necessarily feeling you have to go this full lurching towards meeting other people you know that's not necessarily the solution if you can try and break down some of the barriers i think it goes a long way to spicing up your sex life i would love for people to leave a message under here and just like help us work out a bit what it is we're trying to say and what we're thinking maybe you're somebody that is one of these people that goes to these and actually just feels very much feels a bit sorry for us maybe that we don't get it that we don't understand it we want to understand it we want to understand where our prejudices come from but i'm going to put um, it out there and i'm going to flop it on the table um, oh god well why do you have to talk like that what you're bringing all sorts flop of things what onto the table this idea that we're quite happy so if you're why quite did you have to say that well no because if you're quite happy if you're happy happy in your sexual relationship i mean you know more often than not people like I said, aren't I said, happy I said, I said we're happy but it's just like i'm interested in where my where my thoughts and feelings no, where the, those intrusive thoughts of judgment come in from that's what i'm interested in mm. it's not mm. about me suddenly wanting to be a different person i think it's it's always good to interrogate when things come up that you know a judge it's like where has that come from who said me that you know? i agree i agree i'm, I'm overprotective Anyway, I've got the harness outside. You clip okay. it onto the back of the scrotum right. and you pull. As long as you wear the PVC crotchless pants. Okay. Anyway, thank you so much. Do, um, do share this podcast with other people. Please do subscribe. We never say this. We, should, we need to say it more. Why don't you say it now and I'll pop it at the beginning? Nah. Nah, fuck Just that. next time yeah, we'll try and remember. Time. All right. Bye.